You're listening to Reach MDXM 233, the channel for medical professionals. Any doctor who has an office practice may encounter patients with refractory headaches. How do you manage these patients? What medications and therapies work? And when do you refer? Welcome to the Clinician's Roundtable. I'm Dr. Shira Johnson, your host, and with me today is Dr. Larry Robbins, Assistant Professor of Neurology at Rush Medical College and Director of the Robbins Headache Clinic in Northbrook, Illinois. Today we're discussing the management of the refractory headache patient. Welcome to the show, Dr. Robbins. Well, thanks for having me. First off, can you tell us how do you define a refractory headache patient? Well, it's interesting. We've grappled at the American Headache Society with defining what is refractory, what is a refractory headache patient. I think that they have refractory headaches. They may not be necessarily difficult patients. Their headaches may be difficult. And generally, refractory headaches we refer to when people have not done well with a number of prevention medicines, when none of the preventives work, when generally the abortives don't work, when they're having headaches that significantly impact their quality of life, and generally nothing works. How much of a problem is it to the PCP, the primary care doctor who's taking care of these patients? I think that it's a big problem, mostly with severe refractory chronic daily headaches. The PCPs, uh, I believe, in the United States have gotten much better in the last 15 years treating migraines and episodic headaches, and we have newer drugs that work pretty well. It's really these chronic daily headaches that don't do well and they're frustrating to everybody. Sometimes we have the comorbid-associated psychological problems that we have to grapple with, and it's frustrating to everybody when somebody comes in time after time, absolutely nothing is helping, nothing helps the headaches, nothing helps uh, maybe the associated anxiety, depression. It can be frustrating to the PCP. What types of headaches present as refractory? Is it just migraines, or do other types present this way also? Well, generally it's migraines, and we call it chronic migraine when it's at least 15 days a month. So people have very often 15, 20, or 30 days of migraine a month. Not necessarily severe migraine, but a headache with some associated features, such as dizziness or nausea or sensitivity to bright lights. And that's versus regular chronic daily headache, which is just a tension-type headache that doesn't have any associated features. But generally, people with refractory headaches have chronic daily headaches, whether it's migraine-type or just tension-type, and it's usually 24-7. We're probably talking about a million and a half or two million people in the country. And there are some people with severe cluster headaches, which is sort of a brother to migraines, very similar. But sometimes cluster headaches are refractory, and those people are in severe pain and suicidal. Can you define for us again what cluster headaches are? Cluster headache is a, a... A severe type of pain, usually around the eye, for half an hour to an hour, usually in a cluster of time, like six weeks in spring or in fall, and it usually happens once a year. More in men, about one out of 250 men, about one out of 700 women, and they get tearing of the eye and stuffiness of the nose on that side. It's a sharp, horrible, horrendous nerve-type pain right through the eye that comes more at night, and then it goes away as mysteriously as it came. And some people are easy to treat with cluster headaches. Sometimes they do have four a day and nothing is helping. You you know, you mentioned comorbidities. What are the comorbidities that are seen in headache patients? Or what does the PCP need to be aware of and working up at the same time? Well, of course, uh, we have all the medical comorbidities, hypertension, etc. But the most common comorbidities that we see with headache patients are the psychological anxiety, depression, 
bipolar, and sometimes personality disorders. Now, bipolar is more common in the headache population. There's been a number of studies. I just published one where about 8% of headache patients tend to be bipolar, and that's the whole bipolar spectrum, including the mild end of the bipolar spectrum. Now, a, a large study in the United States just concluded that about 4% of the general population uh, has bipolar spectrum. So in headache patients, particularly migraine, it tends to be twice as much. So we're always grappling, trying to minimize medicine and using meds that help the anxiety, depression, bipolar, in, in addition to the headaches. What is um, the treatment strategy for starting medications? Have you developed a sequence for starting medications, or does it have to be completely individualized each time? Well, with medicines, the comorbidities drive where we go with medicines. So if somebody has high blood pressure, of course, we'll use hypertensive meds. If they have anxiety, depression, we'll use depression meds. If we think they're mildly bipolar, we'll use mood stabilizers that might help headaches. The idea with headache patients often are somatic. Uh, they, they don't tolerate meds very easily sometimes, so I go low and slow, whatever we use. We use uh, very low doses and build up slowly. We get much better compliance. We try, particularly in younger and middle-aged people who aren't on a lot of medicine, for once-a-day meds. Even if technically they're twice a day, if they're used for seizures or something, we'll try to use them uh, once a day to improve compliance and try to minimize medicines. But really, there's no great algorithm or decision trees with headache patients because everybody's comorbidities are different. Do you hesitate to use narcotics, or do you go to them sometimes first line? Well, I'll use narcotics abortively, and... Nine out of ten of people uh, don't overuse them or abuse them. It's the 10% who do that create problems for everybody. I try to limit them. We try not to use opioids uh, on a daily basis, but some patients with chronic pain, it's the only thing that works. So then we have to get into all the documentation and everything, but sometimes it does improve quality of life. And we do use limited amounts of opioids in headache patients. It's just the chronic daily headache patients tend to overuse them sometimes and get into the daily narcotic or opioid rebound. You're listening to the Clinician's Roundtable on ReachMDXM 233, the channel for medical professionals. I'm Dr. Shira Johnson, and I'm speaking today with Dr. Larry Robbins. We're discussing treatment and management of the refractory headache patient. Dr. Robbins, what treatment works outside of medications? Well, with severe headache patients, I think it takes a village to raise a severe pain patient. And we get other villagers involved, so don't go it alone. I try to get psychotherapists involved, biofeedback, sometimes physical therapy. We try to get other health professionals involved. Sometimes we will use alternative treatments, push yoga, certainly biofeedback, occasionally acupuncture, physical therapy. There are some natural herbal ones that can help headaches, particularly this one called Petadolex. Petadolex is uh, an offshoot of Butterbur, and I believe that it works as well, and the evidence is there, as well as any headache prevention-type medicine. So sometimes we'll go with other roles, but I encourage the uh, docs not to go it alone and try to be everything to the patient. Are some of these patients refractory to treatment because they have underlying psychosocial issues at home, and maybe they're not bringing all that to the office? Well, absolutely. It can add to it. Family stresses, we look at family dynamics, particularly with adolescents with severe headaches, but also adults, and also the uh, psychiatric issues. If people have a personality disorder and it's not being addressed, although it's difficult to address, if they have bipolar, et cetera, et cetera, they may be somewhat refractory because of that. We can't ignore the underlying psychological problems. 
So the problem is it's not so easy to get at it. Only about one out of five patients that I refer for psychotherapy actually goes, usually because of money and insurance and time. So it's hard getting people to stay in psychotherapy to find good therapists who can work with some of these folks. But certainly the underlying issues complicate matters greatly. When should the primary care doctor refer to a neurologist or other subspecialty? I think that primary care docs are generally very good at treating headache patients. 95% of headache patients can very well be taken care of by primary care docs. I think the 5% with more refractory headaches, a lot of underlying psych, we would, of course, want to refer to psychiatrists or uh, psychotherapists. And when to refer to a neurologist is really for more refractory patients or if something strange is going on neurologically. But I think that 95% of the time, really, the primary care docs do a, a good job. What's new on the horizon for these patients with refractory headaches that are so difficult to care for? Well, there's been stimulator implants that for some types of headaches help somewhat, but to me they've been somewhat disappointing. The occipital implants that they put under the skin around the occipital nerve, and then they have the uh, battery pack uh, in the front of the chest. They've been okay for some patients, generally disappointing. What we need are better prevention medicines, and the companies are working on a new class called CGRP antagonists. CGRP is a protein that's an inflammatory protein around the head that's crucial in headache. And I think that the first one of these will probably come out next year or so and hopefully be able to be used preventatively, but at least they'll be better abortively, I think. Do you have any other pearls you would suggest for the people in primary care taking care of these patients that we haven't already hit on? I think the key is the primary care docs and neurologists who do better with these patients are the ones who legitimize the headaches as a medical problem. If they take it seriously, if they don't give up on the patient, I'm not sure always it matters that much which drugs we use. We can always change drugs. or, But the patient will stick with a primary care doc forever if they are being taken seriously. Even though stress may be a factor, if we treat it as a psychiatric problem uh, and we tell people, well, just quit your job and get rid of your husband, uh, the patient says, I've heard that before and I'm out of here. So sometimes they are co-managed with a psychologist or a psychiatrist and a primary care doctor. Absolutely. We want to get other people involved sometimes. Dr. Robbins, do refractory patients ever lose their headaches? Well, occasionally uh, they can go away naturally, sometimes with medicine. But we have a, a couple of people in their 70s who had severe refractory daily headaches. No medicines worked, including Botox and opioids and all of the end-of-the-line medicines that we use. And we got them into biofeedback, actually. And they plugged away, plugged away, and uh, a couple of these patients actually lost their headaches where they'll, they'll have weeks without a headache doing the biofeedback. So sometimes we'll try every medicine in the world and something outside of medicine will actually work. But sometimes the natural course, people can cycle in and out of their headaches, actually. Tell me, what medication options are there for these patients with refractory headaches? When nothing works, sometimes we'll combine preventatives, but if that doesn't work, the long-acting opioids do work for some people. The most effective is probably methadone, but it's the trickiest and I think the most dangerous. And then we have a number of others, the long-acting morphines, such as Cadian or Avinza uh, or Oromorph, and we have OxyContin, the Duragesic patch. And these carry problems, but in my long-term studies, about 20% of people do well with these long-term. We do have Botox, which isn't so much an, uh, a third-line treatment. It, could actually be a first or second line treatment, but it's, it's expensive. Tell me, when do you use Botox? I use Botox more for refractory patients, 
if the headaches aren't easy to control, more for migraines, I, I believe, than for chronic daily headache. What about tension headaches? Do you use Botox for that? We do, and I think that if they're tender around the head, there's a, a couple of newer studies showing that if people are tender, if they have allodynia, tenderness around the head, they're more likely to respond to Botox. And there's been some interesting studies trying to separate who is going to respond to Botox versus who will not, versus uh, looking at the type of headache. Is it exploding from the inside out, how the patient describes it? Because it is expensive, and we don't want to just suggest it to everybody. I want to thank Dr. Larry Robbins, who's been our guest, and we've been discussing treatment of the refractory headache patient. I'm Dr. Shira Johnson. You've been listening to the Clinician's Roundtable on ReachMDXM 233, the channel for medical professionals. For comments and questions, send your email to xm at reachmd.com. Thank you for listening.